like putting my face on the internet, that'll be terrible. Why is it terrible? Is that actually the problem? Or is it that you think putting your face on the internet means uploading an Instagram story every day? And that's actually the issue. Johnny, mm. I really want to get into online coaching, but I don't like social media and I don't like showing my face online and I'm not very good with technology and I don't have time to do it. And really I, I need in-person for customization for my clients because what I do is really customized. And actually, you know what? I think online coaching is a grift. I don't think anyone makes money or gets results with online coaching. And I can't charge those kind of prices. Please help me. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it feels the same to me as how you and I felt about fat loss in 2011. So like, you just have all of these pre-installed thoughts that you've probably heard from somewhere. They're like, in order to lose fat, I need to eat less than 30 grams of carbs per day because if I eat 35, that bumps me out of ketosis. And then if I'm not in ketosis and I can't lose weight and then I have to train in a certain way and I have to do cardio fasted and I have to have Yohimbeam before my cardio. And if I have like carbs in the morning, then there's no chance I'll lose it. And you believe all these things. And then you just need to see one instance of somebody getting really lean while making all of the things that you think are mistakes in their diet and in their training. And you're like, oh, that kind of has to mean I'm wrong about that. And it just totally changes your view. So like some of those things you said, I don't think are required at all. Like some of them, I think are beliefs that like people think that'll be terrible. Like putting my face on the internet, that'll be terrible. Why is it terrible? Is that actually the problem? Or is it that you think putting your face on the internet means uploading an Instagram story every day? And that's actually the issue. And so it's figuring out like which of those things are valid beliefs and can you do anything about them? And are you willing to do the thing to solve the problem? And some of them are just false. And I think it's trying to distinguish which is a false belief, which is true. And if it's true, can you fix it? Or is there a workaround? And if not, maybe online coaching is not for you. Yeah, no one's forcing you to do online coaching. But you're right, the parallels with fat loss are so consistent that... Back in 2011, when we didn't have a proper framework for understanding this stuff, like we'd read a bunch of chaotic fitness information and just place a whole bunch of reasons why we have to jump through 20 hoops before we can lose fat. All stuff that's usually just like hiding in the way of calorie deficit. And as you say, once you see one counterexample, another counterexample of like, oh, well, that belief's no longer true and that one's no longer true, you've got two choices. You can either go like, well, I must have been wrong, or you can do like a Gary Tobes and just double down and keep doubling down and be like, ah, no, but. Uh, have you ever seen the Flat Earth documentary? Yeah. So, you know, fundamental assumption, the Earth is flat. Online coaching is a grift. And then everything that's done, all the tests later are to try and prove that the earth is flat rather than disprove or maybe learn something. So they set up the thing 300 meters apart and the other laser pinhole experiment and it failed. And they were like, oh no, it must be because we didn't do it in a Gaussian chamber. So they did it in like this expensive Gaussian chamber and the experiment still failed. It still showed a curvature of the earth and they go, ah, it must be because heavenly energies are distorting the the light waves like is it possible that maybe your assumptions were wrong and that you're trying to fit the data to your conclusion so 
yeah, we see this stuff loads. It's really like the reason that people get so distorted with their views, even like previously sensible people, is that we have to create these psychological defense mechanisms to support our beliefs. And you will have absolutely, as a coach, encountered this with your fitness clients. People who say, oh, I'm not an exercise person. I wouldn't know what to eat on that diet or oh, I don't like broccoli or I can't squat 200 kilos. It's like, let's just take a step back. Like, do you have to like broccoli to get lean? Does everybody who has ever got lean like eating broccoli? <laughs> How important is the, the result to you? And have you even tried or are you just using this as a way to like stop taking any action in the first place? Yeah, so like of the list of beliefs, it's like, I don't like posting on social media or I don't want to have to post on social media to be an online coach. It's like, okay, are there any examples of people online coaching who don't use like organic social media a lot? And if so, like, great, doesn't matter. Like you can still not like broccoli and lose weight. But the problem comes when it's like, I don't want to have to use the internet at all, but I want to be an online coach. It's the Mark Manson thing of like picking the downsides of the route you're taking. So being an online coach has some downsides associated with it. Like it's not just, there is work involved. It will take some of your time to build it. You will have to use the internet. You will have to use technology. And so if you aren't happy with those things, you can't access the benefits in the same way that like being a face-to-face -face coach has some shit things associated with it. And really what you're saying now is like, I'd rather accept the face-to-face -face shit things than the online shit things. And that that's fine. Like you don't need to, project to the world and comment on ads all day and say like this will never work because it does work and it works for thousands and millions of people you're just saying i don't want to be one of those people which is fine but if you're in the category of like there are some things that are like niggling at me that i don't really want to have to do just look for an alternate route to achieve the same outcome it's a good point that we pick our problems don't we so mm. certainly one of the big downsides for me of online coaching is my step count is close to zero. <laughs> and uh, Johnny has hedged against this by getting a dog, forces him to get out and do lots of steps. So it's still, it's not like a permanent terminal problem that like, right, you're online, you're gonna get zero steps unless you're me and you don't get a dog. So there's counter examples, it's possibly a psychological defense mechanism. And then also like, sometimes we just have to do things that we don't like. Like, do you think that Johnny and I love social media. You know, when you see our bum selfies in the in the mirror from the gym every day, do you think we enjoy posting those? You might be thinking like, I've never seen them. Where are they? They're on a secret, they're on a separate account that you'll have to search really hard for to find on Instagram, not on OnlyFans. It's, yeah, it's, it's not propane.bumselfies handle. I mean, just definitely not. You know, if you were to be searching for something. And the other one is, is the technology still, yeah. And it wouldn't be a private account and for seven ninety nine per month. But yeah, the other thing that is, I think the most common one that, that I certainly hear is I'm not good with technology. Mm. Like, first of all, do you think anyone's born good with technology? Probably not. Like it's something that it's human made and it's designed to be used as an interface. And you know, there's so much money that goes into people wanting you to use their apps and their software that they have a vested interest to make it as usable as possible. But also, as Johnny said there, like you're working online, you have to accept that you will be using a computer at some point, like you're going to have to interact with technology. So you can't write it off entirely. Yes, we can help you along the process. We can make it as easy as we can, 
but you're still going to have to take the leap at some point if you want the benefits and the downsides of online coaching versus offline. And you can develop like specific bits of tech literacy. So like the stuff that I'm terrible with, with a computer, like I can't write code. I'm pretty bad in general with like, I'm nowhere near as, as literate as Yusuf is, but the bits of software that I have to use on a daily basis to run my areas of, prior, of responsibility in the business, I understand how to use them. And you develop like a proficiency with those things. So, and that doesn't come from an inherent ability to use technology. It comes from, I guess, like an ability to sit and be an idiot for a couple of weeks and not know how it works, but still patiently learn and try and figure out what does that button do? And also look stupid and ask questions. Because I don't think the people who are really good with technology aren't more intelligent than the people who can't use technology. It's just the people who are good with it at some point sat down and accepted, I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to use some of my intelligence to figure this out, or I'm going to get some help or I'm going to watch a tutorial or whatever. It's just, it's a decision. It's not this like endowed thing that you either have or you don't. It's just something you can develop. Yeah. There's certain bits of technology that you are worlds more competent than me at. And it's not because of natural ability. It's because you've sat in like banged your head against those bits of technology until you were able to figure them out. And yeah. yeah, that's pretty much all it is. And obviously our job is to synthesize those lessons and save you the years of making the mistakes and doing things wrong. And some of them are like really specific, idiosyncratic, like things with these apps that maybe would take some time to figure out and hence the value in the coach. So fundamentally you need to just accept you know, just like you would say to your clients, have a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, take some agency over what problems you want to have and just ask yourself, am I creating my own problem before I've even started? Is this a psychological defense or is this real? And how can I hedge against that? So yes, moving online, I'm going to be sat down a lot more. I'm going to have a lower step count. How can I hedge against that? Do a Johnny, get a dog, problem solved. <laughs> I'm not good at technology. Okay. How can I get some help? How can I hire someone to help me accelerate that process? And also have a look at the failure uniform video or episode that we did. It just talks about the loser trousers, the blunder hat, the balls up jacket, stuff that we commonly see that is basically a pattern of people who fail on our program. And luckily they're all modifiable things. They're all things that once you're aware of them, you can take off the blunder hat and the balls up jacket and you'll be like, oh, I'm free of the failure uniform. So I'll leave you with the winner suit. That's what you want to put on. Like any good podcast episode, let's let's leave you with a quote that pessimists are often right, but optimists are often rich. Nice. <laughs>